This is the Successfully Unemployed Show, a place where ordinary people become extraordinary because they found a way to quit their job, be financially independent, and never work for someone else again. We are all financially independent entrepreneurs, business owners, and side hustle experts who will show you how we retired early and live free from a working job. Successfully Unemployed, your place for freedom. Fantastic. It is time for another successfully unemployed show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to become financially independent and never work that J-O-B, that just overbroke job again, because we have businesses, side hustles, investments, and all that great type of stuff. Now, in today's show, I am super excited to have somebody on that does large events, large conferences, and brings together loads and loads of people for one common goal. So this gentleman put on a conference about out podcasting. Now, podcasting is getting to be bigger and bigger. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast right now, and he put on this conference for podcasting, and it's getting bigger and bigger. It's called PodFest. Now, I met him And as we were talking, I thought, you know what? I need to get you on the Successfully Unemployed show because, man, you can actually make good money putting on conferences. I mean, it's not necessarily the ticket sales. It's where you get the sponsors, people, companies coming in and paying to be in front of the people that are going to the conference, that are going to learn and and figure out how to, you know, and for podcasting sake, learn how to podcast better. And these companies come in and they pay a lot of money to be in front of their audience. And before we jump into today's show, I want to give you my best-selling book, How to Quit Your Job with Passive Income. I want to give it to you completely for free. If you go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book, you'll be able to download that book right away. I'm selling it on Amazon right now, but I want to get it in your hands for free. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book. Now, This is another way to create money is by having big, large events, large conferences where you connect people, help people out in the things that they want to connect in and want to learn more about and want to grow and make money at the same time. So let's jump into the show where we bring on Chris Kremitzos and he shares how we can create large conferences, large events and connect people and make money doing it and become successfully unemployed. Okay, let's jump into the show. All right, I am super excited to have Chris on. He is the founder of PodFest and it's a podcasting conference and he's also written books. He's also had many businesses and I'm super excited to share his stories, his great stories about business and what's great is He's just a normal person, just like us. And what's great about being successful and employed and a normal, ordinary person, just like Chris and myself and us, can be extraordinary and become successful and employed with businesses, with side hustles, and things like that. So, Chris, thank you so much for being here on the show. Dustin, thanks for having me on. Man, I am super excited. Now, I'm going to jump right into it. How do you make money to provide for your family without a job? What's the business? What's the strategy? What do you do? So I'm in the promotions business, but really, if you ask me what I, I'm in the community um, building business. So I build communities and I use events to facilitate those communities. So that's my business. What does that mean from an economic standpoint? People buy tickets to my events. I have sponsors that then buy trade show booths. And then I have back end type uh, 
up, uh, you know, upsells, what people would consider upsells, I consider more my other higher level communities. And that's how I make a full time living. That's fantastic, man. Good for you. So you've been doing this for a while, but take us back before before you started doing all this, when you when you had a job. Now, did you say you worked at Geico or you worked with Geico in the past? Yeah, actually, one of my first jobs early on was uh, Geico Insurance. Uh, their head, one of their headquarters was right in Woodbury, Long Island, where I grew up. And I remember early on, I was always an entrepreneur. So I like being an entrepreneur and doing things on the side. I'd become a general contractor. And I had built, uh, I launched a company to be a GC. I knew nothing about the industry, but I found a partner that could do the work. I would do the sales. And I remember I was working at Geico Insurance and people tell me, you're going to starve in the wintertime. There's no work in the wintertime when it comes to, because it was vinyl siding, windows and roofing. And I remember the other, my other friends telling me that you're going to come back begging for your job back. Because I, I was telling them, hey, I'm leaving to grow this company that I started and blah, blah, blah. Uh, long story short, I mean, we hit a million dollars in sales within 13 months. Um, I loved it. Yeah, but the fear that they uh, that they had for them was real. For me, I, I'll be quite honest with you. The guy was so convinced that I was going to starve. I was like, maybe he's right, but we'll see. You know. And then I went out on my own. And I mean, he was wrong, but the way he said it was such conviction. I was like, wow, he must know something I don't. And I I like the, your perspective. Now we're not bagging on anybody who is actually an employee that doesn't mind it actually wants to be an employee. I think that the 90% of all the population everywhere should be an employee. They, it takes a, um, somebody that has um, a, a bit of a risk tolerance to say, you know what, I might lose my shirt. I might need to come back and get a job, but hey, I want to take the risk to do that. And those are the people that actually get so many great things done. Like you starting PodFest, I'm thinking, how in the world could you start a conference that's going to have thousands of people there? It's like, my goodness. Well, Chris has done it. So now also, you've also talked about real estate as well. Tell me about that story. Uh, well, in real estate, I used to, I had a job at one point and I worked for a real estate seminar company. And this is a great experience because I got to learn live events from uh, a traveling perspective. So I did in six months, we traveled to like 25 different cities. And I remember one time this one gentleman raised his hand and he was learning to be a real estate investor. And I remember he said, who's going to pay for my health insurance? And I remember the speaker said, that's why you get one or two rentals that'll cover your health insurance. Then you get some more houses and you'll be fine. But I remember the fear of the individual was like, oh my God, who's going to take care of me? And I remember the speaker saying, you take care of yourself. That's what it means to be un unemployed, you know? So it was just an interesting thing. I was like, sometimes we make things real that don't need to be real. And um, I just... I thought the speaker was spot on when he was like, yeah, that's why you buy a couple more houses. You budget that in and then you cover it. And if expenses go up, you figure out a way to buy another house. So you have more income to cover that. So it was just an interesting case study that I, I still remember to this day um, being in that seminar room and the speaker answering, just get another house. And I love that perspective. I completely agree with that. I just figure out how to make more money to solve whatever problem comes up. Now, I just when you said that you were doing the traveling, so I actually went to one of those seminars, I think it was like in 2006, when I first started investing in real estate. There was an infomercial that said, hey, come to this free seminar and all that sort of stuff. I went, paid $1,000, then went to that two-day seminar after that. And then they said, hey, now give us $40,000 for to actually learn more. I was a, anyways, long story short, I paid the $1,000, but I didn't have 40 grand. I didn't want to take out credit cards. So what I did was I just started investing myself, did a lot of things wrong, but 
fast forward now, what, what, 14 years later, 15 years later, don't have a job. I'll never need a job again. So getting that step forward. Now let's look at the idea of now being somebody like a community, um, uh, an organizer of events as well as getting connecting people. And you're really good at that. And I've seen you in action actually doing that. So tell us about that business model of being, of connecting people. Well, if you want to be successful at building an events uh, style business, kind of what I do, you have to really care about people. Don't get me wrong. There's people in my industry that are really slimy and really don't care. They're looking just to get the money out of the pocket. But those that have a long tail, long term growth, um, care about their community, make sure they understand their needs. You provide their needs through education, connectivity and collaboration. So people go to events for a couple of reasons. Usually if it's um, a subject matter, they go for education but they don't keep coming back for the education. They keep coming back for the community. So if you could collaborate and connect that community, um, they'll keep coming back and they'll keep bringing friends, which will help you. Uh, you want word of mouth in any event uh, kind of thing because word of mouth is the cheapest way to grow and it's the best way to grow. Whereas if you, you, you could spend a lot of money marketing, but now you got a huge hole that you have to dig yourself out of before your event ever starts. So it, it's all about bringing the right people together and negotiating with the hotels, getting really great deals, having great deals with audiovisual companies. So it's, there's a lot of behind the scenes. But at the end of the day, it's, it's collaboration, education, and connectivity. I love that idea. So, you know, I, I love businesses and I think most or all businesses should be in the business of serving and helping and looking first to serve. Now I found in my business, businesses that I have with my real estate, with teaching people how to invest in real estate and my other businesses I have, the more people that I serve, that I just give to, the better my business gets, the better my family does and everything like that. So can talk to us about in starting up, let's, let's talk about PodFest. Your PodFest, that's a big event. Then that's, that's going to take some guts to go to a location and talk to the hotel and put, you know, advanced money down, all that sort of stuff. Tell us about that process. How did that work out? How did you get your number one, your wife to go along with it, but also at the same time, the risk tolerance to be able to do that? So for me, I, I've done 2000 events locally in the Tampa Bay area. So that kind of built my muscle of doing local events that didn't have as much exposure as PodFest does. PodFest is done in uh, Convention City of Orlando. And, you know, you're signing sometimes quarter million to half a million dollar guarantees that you will provide for hoteling. And it's a lot of risk. But I built that muscle to understand that I could bring the people in. And PodFest didn't start with 2000 people. It started with 100. Then the 100 went to 181. Then we went from 373, then 496. Then last year, 975. And next year, it'll be close to 2000, if not more. So, you know, you build, you build over time. And I have the book that I wrote this past year, Start Ugly. You have to start ugly and perfectly execute as you go along. And I always tell people, it's not start ugly, stay ugly. It's start ugly and perfectly execute, just like you with your real estate. You made your mistakes up front, but each time you learn from it, and you got smarter and wiser and you kept going to where you are now, where you're, you know, successfully un unemployed. Absolutely. And I, I love that idea of your book, Starting Ugly. It's really what it comes down to. If I never started investing, if you never started doing that first event, if you never started it, you wouldn't be where you are now. You, you may very well could be, but I know that every step of the way that I took has got me to where I am now. And I look back and now, yeah, there might be some things like I probably wouldn't have bought this one particular house or something like that. But at the same time, I'm looking back now, I was like, well, why would I go back and change it? Everything's perfect now or not perfect, but like my life is great. I don't have to have work a job. I'm doing really, really fine. Now from 
connecting people, now starting PodFest. Talk to us about multiple streams of in income. Like you have your book, you have other businesses. and Tell us about your perspective of multiple streams of income. Well, I'm a big proponent of mastering one stream first. So understanding how to master one stream of income is extremely important. But then once you have that stream of income, uh, consultants use this terminology, but I think it's really important. You don't, wanna, you don't want that stream to be a single point of failure. So you want to diversify that stream of income into other things that could help you. So my brand, if you were to ask me, what, what do I do? Because I've made a documentary movie, I've made a book, I have my events. My, and I do speaking. Um, my brand is to facilitate uh, greatness uh, through uh, channels of business through my various projects. So really to facilitate people to break through and, and find greatness is, is what I bring to the table. So the book is a stream of income now because a lot of people told me, hey, you can't make money on a book. You're going to lose money. And to be quite honest with you, Dustin, these people have these vanity books it's a pet peeve of mine. Like put some effort into a book. Don't, you know, um, I get that you want to do a compilation, but think about it, you know, maybe create uh, package an idea in a new way, make it, make it something that you think people will be proud of that you should be proud of. So for me, the book is a, is a, one of my newer streams of income, but the easiest cause I created it once and now every month I get, uh, a really decent continuity check for the royalties on the book. I did do a documentary film. I did not make money on it, but that did place me on the, as a thought leader within my industry, which actually helped me with other things. And then PodFest, we have ticket sales, we have trade show sales, and then I will always have a back-end sale. So for PodFest, I will be selling an event called Live Event Profits for people like yourself that want to learn how to do live events but don't want to take on the risks that I've taken, uh, learn how to really uh, learn what I've learned over the years. That will be my back-end sale as well as a community to learn how to do that kind of stuff. So, um, and I also do a lot of consulting. So I, I consult on one or two events. I charge um, premiums that start at 25000 on or more. I don't pick up a lot of them. I don't want a lot of them, but it's, it's an extra stream of income that basically I'm uniquely qualified to do. I have a team. It doesn't take much for me to do, but the value for the, the client is immense. And I love how you started it off by having one river instead of just a stream, like you have a river, you focus on that one, you get that one going in. Same thing with my real estate. I literally don't have to work at all because I have 30 plus properties that just keeps bringing that money in. I literally don't have to do anything, but everything else I do is really because number one, I like doing it. Number two, it's fun. And number three, I can help people. And the last one, which is far, is I do make some money from doing it. But the biggest thing is I have extra time because I have that river of money of because one stream coming in. But I do love having multiple ways. Now, what's great is because you have that one big stream of income, you don't have to have a job. But without having a job, you have time freed up then you can go after other opportunities like writing a book or doing all these other things. So what do you think about your time and as opposed to being an employee to being now successfully employed? How do you manage your time now? That's a really great question because I've had time where I had a period of time a couple of years ago where I had like six months and I didn't have to do anything. For me, that does not work. Um, I need to be active business-wise. Otherwise, I get myself into trouble in that I have too much time to just not do anything and whatever, uh, which I like to travel and all that. Don't get me wrong. So I travel. Like it's not that I just like keeping busy. So now 
I have a, a new member of the team. She's the director of operations. Her job is to make sure that I'm consistently booked up with at least eight to 10 appointments a day. Uh, we've shortened the call so I could get more done. But during my off time, uh, what you said is true. I take on co consulting projects because I don't really have much to do. So it keeps my it keeps my juices flowing. And I'm, uh, I, I, I'm a big proponent of like spend or be spent. That's a Teddy Roosevelt quote. So like I could be like lazy and not do anything, but for me, um, I need to be productive and I like taking on side projects. My book actually was born out of not, not having anything to do and wanting to write a book. Uh, but it was years in the making, if that makes sense. And then I had the time to take walks and figure it out and visualize it. So I would definitely take that downtime and think about what else in your life do you want to accomplish, how you could grow your river, right? Add to your river. And then is there anything that could be a side project that either A, will help your river grow or it's a hobby that you just enjoy doing now that you have the freedom to do so? I'm big, I like uh, parrots, like I'm big into parrots. So I go to like bird parks or, you know, um, in the near future, we're setting up a, a rescue for parrots and stuff like that. So that'll be in three or four years, but we already know kind of how it's going to go, where we're going to build that out. So that's just a hobby that I have, but I won't allow that to happen for a few years only because PodFest is growing so fast and needs a lot of my attention. Yeah, I completely understand that. Now, if somebody were to want to do something, not necessarily as the big scale as PodFest, but maybe some events and things in the area, we have, we know that you, and I would definitely suggest everybody grab, you copy your book, Start Ugly, definitely do that. So if there was one piece of advice to get anybody started doing these type of events, connecting people, what would you suggest? Um, you know, if you're, if you're, if you want to do an event, go on meetup.com and, and post a meetup and get, you know, a couple people together. A lot of people don't realize this, but I've had meetings where two people showed up and I had a blast with those two people and then they brought friends and then it was six people and I grew that meeting to 50 people. So I'm not big on having to have hundreds of thousands of people. So uh, they had asked Lady Gaga this a long time ago. They go, did you ever expect to be famous? She goes, I was just playing all the clubs in New York City and she goes, I was as happy as could be. I didn't think this would ever happen. This is a bonus. So for me, you have to understand, doing 2,000 events, I obviously have a love for it. Um, so I was just like, hey, I love doing this. I'm making a paycheck. This is great. But I did say to myself, I'd, lo I'd love if I found a bigger opportunity. Now with the knowledge I have, I'll take it to the next level. And when podcasting came around and I, I was watching it, I was like, I think this is a great opportunity to grow a community and let it ride with all the knowledge I have now. And, you know, that's what's happened. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to recognize the opportunity when it came across my desk. That's great. And that's something that by not having a job and not having that time taken up, you ha you can take those opportunities and it almost gets to be like, there's so many good opportunities. You have to know which ones to say no to just that because is an you're so busy. That's true. That's very, as an entrepreneur, everything's an opportunity. So you actually have to develop the skill to be able to say, not, not necessarily no, not not yet, because entrepreneurs the no is like it freaks them out. Just say not yet, and I'll I'll, I'll table it for tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, it's something that a mutual friend of ours, Tom Sylvester. He's um, I just had interviewed him as well, and he had the same exact point. Exactly. So that's awesome. Now let's jump into the rapid fire round. This rapid fire round is basically where we're going to ask you some some quick questions, but they're going to be a little deeper, and I want you to just answer as best you can. So the first one is. 
with having more time and you want to stay busy because we don't have a job, you know, don't have to work 40 plus hours, 50 plus hours a week. We have a little bit of time and also the ability to give back. How are you giving back to make the world a better place or even just the people around you, your family? What are you doing to make everything better around you? So I've done a lot of charity in the past. Uh, Usually the Children's Cancer Center used to be my signature charity uh, because I have a soft spot for kids. Now what I do giving back is I am part of a local group in Tampa called EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. And what I do is I make sure that the board of governor, the board, the committee that runs the group, we allow uh, our doors to be open to any entrepreneur that wants to learn. So even though we have a lot of resources and money, we're allowed to bring in people that don't have the money or resources to be part of the group and partake in the education that sometimes costs us $10,000 to put on that we bring in these outside experts. But uh, it's a big deal for me to allow people from the community to attend. So we've literally had people, uh, I remember one time we had someone that was homeless that came in, they wanted to learn and we had a seat for them. So I'm big on that. That's my skill set is entrepreneurship. And I love opening it up to the community. That's fantastic. Good for you, man. That's a big reason why I have success on Unemployed is just to show people, just to give all this, interview some great people like us that are normal. We're just normal, regular, ordinary, everyday people, but have done things that can make our lives better. Now, the next question is, if you were to go back in time to your younger self and give you one piece of advice, one big piece of advice that would help you for your future, what would it be? Take the time to understand strategically how big some of your ideas can be. Um, and all I could say to, to give you some context, when I started teaching social media in 05, 06, 07, 08, I thought everybody in every town was doing that. Uh, had I realized back then how big, what I ha- how big the nuggets were that I had, I would have had a national conference back then. And, but, you know, it wasn't meant to be for me, but that would be something. But then I realized I missed the ball. And that's when I said, okay, next time something comes around, pay attention. That's when I, got, I caught podcasting and YouTube on the upswing. But, but just have a, an awareness of how big your ideas are and don't restrict them to a, geolo- to a geo area when it could be much bigger. I love that idea. And I know eventually I would like to see Successful Unemployed actually have a conference where we get together people and we brainstorm, we work together, get people, vendors, and like we, we work together because there's so many better ways to make a living than work for somebody else, in my opinion. Now, the next question is, what tools, it could be an app or something like that, that you use in your business or in your life that make your life better and become more successful? So this is for team building. I'm, I used to have uh, employees that would work for me. Now I'm more of a virtual shop where I have independent contractors, but I have people that do everything for me so I don't have to use tools. So, But I use Google Drive or whatever, but I'm not really good at the tech side. So I hire out my weaknesses and I spend literally most of my day on the phone. So that is what I'll do from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. is either doing calls like this with you or people I want to get to know. And I, I schedule out my day trying to help people all day long. So I'm big on hiring out weaknesses and uh, using your strengths. So for app, I, I just use Google Drive and Dropbox for the most part. But again, I let other people take care of all that. And I take care of what I'm best at, which is talking to people. That's a no. It- doesn't have to be an app, but you're absolutely right. I think a tool is utilizing the people around you. I mean, that is basically going to your strengths and having other people who are stronger than you and other things. So that's perfect. I love that. Now, the last question is, what is one nonfiction book? It could be two, but give me a nonfiction book that could help, that has helped you and you would recommend to people for life, for business or anything else like that. I, I do a lot of books. Uh, 
the obstacle is the way is one I read recently, which I really enjoyed. And I believe it's James Kennedy. The obstacle is the way. But the one book, that if you were to ask me, what's the one book you review every couple of years? It's uh, Highly Effective Habits. Uh, uh, the Seven Habits. Yeah, Seven Habits. Seven, seven, yeah, uh, Stephen Covey. I don't know why, but every time I go through that book, it's it's one of those profound books. Like I, I learned something new. And there's not a lot of books like that. That's a very unique book in that those things are like timeless. Uh, I agree. Timeless I agree. nuggets that he goes through. Like you're like, yeah, it's still good to, to you know today. Yeah, it's a fantastic book. So definitely, we're gonna have to make sure we put those in the show notes so you guys can go get those. But Chris, is there anything else that we should know before we start doing anything like this, like uh, connecting people? The key is if you want to bring people together, don't evaluate big numbers, just evaluate the individuals in front of you that say, hey, I want to be part of your tribe and build off of that. And my core philosophy, and I wrote a book about it, is called Start Ugly. Don't be afraid to start ugly and perfectly execute along the way. I think it's fundamental to your success. Um, A lot of people always want to say, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have 100 people at my first event. Why are you apologizing? You're telling the 20 people that showed up that they're not as important if there were 100 people. So just be happy with what's in front of you and build off of that. I love that point. That's something that I learned. Actually, I think it was my, I have four kids now, but my third, um, it was his birthday party, like his second birthday party or third, third, but we were expecting a good amount of people, but maybe like a fourth of them showed up. And I realized as I was waiting for the other people, I was neglecting the people that were actually taking the time. Like the people that didn't show up, they didn't even care. Apparently they didn't care. But the people that were actually there who cared, who wanted to be there, I was putting them off. I'm like, man, that's not right. I should forget them. Whoever's here, you are the best people. Thank you so much for being here. Let's go ahead and go forward. That's a, that's a big thing in life. We do that all the time. Like you're talking about your kid's birthday party. Be happy with what's in front of you and grow it from there. Don't worry about what's not in front of you. It'll show up if you're, uh, present to what's in front of you. I completely agree, Chris. So Chris, you've given us so much great information. I want everybody to be, if they can, to reach out to you or to, to find out more about you. How can people get a hold of you or find you uh, on the on the net and everywhere else? Uh, just chriskremitzos.com. Uh, and if you spell it in Google, they'll respell it correctly for you. I'm the only one out there. And then, um, you know, the book is on Amazon, Start Ugly, or you could go to juststartugly.com. It's, uh, it's a book. I could guarantee you if it's on your bookshelf and the words start ugly are staring back at you, it will increase your productivity because it will rob you of any excuses of why you haven't started yet. I love that. Absolutely. Chris, you've given us so much great information. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really appreciate your time. It was fantastic. Thanks, Dustin. All right, man. You take care. Well, now for me, that was super eye-opening. And to be honest, eventually I would like to have Successfully Unemployed having its own conference where we bring together everybody who wants to be successfully unemployed and show you every single way possible, every single way that somebody else has done it, and they'll show you how they did it so that you can do it as well. So get my book, my best-selling book for free, How to Quit Your Job with Passive Income by going to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book. And on top of that, you'll be joining in into the newsletter where I'll be sending you some great content, more than everything that we have on the podcast. I'm going to give you even more stuff and you will also be connected so that when we do have a conference, it could be an online conference first and then going into a live event. We want you to be a part of it as well so you can be super successful in becoming an employee just like everybody. Else. All right, guys, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for being here with us, and I'll see you next week. See ya. Hey.